Welcome. Wild in the sheets. <laughs> Wild in the sheets. <laughs> Welcome to the Bon Jovi Talk podcast. So mm. we are back on the uh, the Bon Jovi Talk podcast and a familiar face already. Uh, we've got Mitch on again. So if you listen to the last podcast with me and Mitch, we spoke a lot about Bon Jovi B-sides and how a lot of them haven't made Bon Jovi albums. And it's quite criminal that some of them have been left out and you've never heard them live. And uh, it's just, it's typical Bon Jovi, certainly the past, 15 20 years where the, the brilliant songs have been left off completely so we've said that we're going to do a full podcast just on b-sides and demos and whatever else that's unreleased from the band um mitch where would you like to start with the b-sides well that's a good question I, i'm gonna start with a john bon jovi b-side called uh, i talk to jesus it is from his uh, destination anywhere solo album and it is just a fun song and, and, and take the way that, you know, some people go, well, it's a religious connotation. And take that out of it for a second. It is just a, a fun, fun song. And, and I really think that some of the stuff that he did uh, solo should be brought into the the Bon Jovi camp. And, and that is definitely one of them. He also does a cover of uh, Thin Lizzy's Jailbreak yeah. as a B-side and... I don't know. I, I like the way they did the the boys are back in town. So why not bring Jailbreak over to the Bon Jovi side? I've always thought it with because I am a big fan of I talk to Jesus as well, and I always when I first ever listened to it, I always thought it was a Bon Jovi song because it's still got that type of Bon Jovi sound. I think. Do you reckon that's why it was left off Destination anyway? Would, would repeat. So you know, I <clears throat> talk to Jesus. Um, do you think it's too familiar sound with the Bon Jovi sound and that's why John kind of left it off um, I think it was Destination anyway wasn't it yeah it was um, you know I don't know There, there's a bunch of stuff on, on the uh, John Bon Jovi solo stuff that, that sounds distinctly Bon Jovi I mean obviously you can't get away from the voice I yeah. mean you know, Bon Jovi or John Bon Jovi, the voice is Bon Jovi for for the most part. So I, I really don't know. It might have been uh, what you're saying, but it could also just be because of the word uh, Jesus. They didn't want to maybe offend anybody. I mean, who knows? There's a, there's a lot of things. Maybe it just wasn't ready. Um, but if you listen to Destination Anywhere, it, most of it is very sort of slow and, and it's very sort of, I don't want to say morose, but it's just sort of, eh, you know, it's, it's it's down. Maybe this was just too upbeat yeah. for that album. It's it's very different, yeah. that's uh, I think as good as a song it, it is, I can't really imagine it fitting on Destination Anywhere. Just just for that reason, as you said there, it, Destination Anywhere is quite mid-tempo, kind of Britpop, you know, slow songwriting type of album. It's very um, serious. Yeah, so serious. Very, yeah, it's very different. Um, and as I talk to Jesus is very Bon Jovi-esque I think it, it would fit on a bunch of Bon Jovi albums oh yeah oh yeah before we 
came on air, um, you were saying about the these days uh, besides that you really like and the, the unreleased stuff. Any in particular? Well, you know, the band for many of their albums have put out a lot of these B-sides. Uh, during Crush, they, they sent out a whole bunch of B-sides. During uh, Keep the Faith, we had Starting All Over Again, et cetera, et cetera. But on these days, they had so many. They had special releases. They they they, they covered all. One of them, uh, it was the I think the the CD singles for uh, this ain't a love song. They had a song on there called Prostitute and another one called Wedding Day. It is my opinion that most of the B sides from that era are better than what ended up on the album and, and and the album itself is great but for for example something for the pain which was a cute little ditty yeah i think if you take that off and you put in prostitute or you put in wedding day you up the game right so i just love everything they were doing at that time it's amazing sometimes when you look back and you look at a song like edge of a broken heart and you go wow that's not on the album yeah uh Sometimes the decision, and, and by the way, it's not just Bon Jovi. I, I've said the same thing sometimes about Kiss or about Aerosmith or about Van Halen, and you just go, "Wow, that that didn't make it. How's that possible?" Well, I think with with Bon Jovi, I, I mean, because they're probably me, me, well, they are my favorite band. I always think you know I, I listen to a lot of the B sides more than a lot of the album stuff these days. Um, no pun intended, but there's so many great great demos and great great b-sides and you know you only have to look at the box set as well you know the uh, 100 million bon jovi fans can't be wrong box set there were so many great songs that were left off albums we didn't even know or songs that didn't even we didn't know existed um and there's certain songs that we don't even know what albums they were meant to be on there's just so many songs that have been left off albums it's crazy and i know obviously Bands write so many different songs and so many different albums and, and whatever else. But Bon Jovi are one band that I've always listened to the demos and B-sides and thought it's criminal that that hasn't even been as like a a bonus track, let alone included. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I fully agree. I mean, again, we'll go back to these days. Uh, Bitter Wine is a, a, a B-side. In Europe, it was part of the album, but in, in Canada and in the States, it wasn't. That is a fantastic song. Uh, All I Want Is Everything is another one that was left off. Um, boy, I'm just trying to think some of the other ones that were left off of that. Uh, just so many. Uh, and then, of course, all the covers that they did during that time. So let me let me look at some of these here. So on on these days, they did a cover of, uh, on, the, on the CD singles and stuff, uh, Helter Skelter. Mm -hmm. uh, they did I Thank You. Uh, Sam and Dave cover. They did uh, Mrs. Robinson. Uh, just uh, I don't like Mondays. They had done Tumbling Dice. I mean, can you imagine? This is the stuff you're throwing out. Yeah. And what, what do you? I want to know your thoughts on um, the song "The End," um, which was the it, another these days one. It's very different. I don't know. I presume you've heard "The End." It's very. Uh, it reminds me a bit of the oh, Beatles. Yeah, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, uh, I have the end. Let me see if I can, uh, let me see if I can rolodex this real quick here. Hold on, here uh, the, the where is my? Uh, I can't, uh, I can't read. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I do have that, and I think that's a great song. The end. It, it, it is 
another one of the you, you know you look at all these demos and you really think to yourself wow these days could have been a double album you know you, you look at guns and roses they put out use your illusion one and two and most people go wow take the 10 best songs you've got one great album with bon jovi on these days you look at all the demos and you go huh that should have been a double album because yeah. they got a, a yeah. lot of good stuff there you know it, it, it's it's unbelievable and and, and uh, the song you mentioned there is so good such a great song um how do you leave that off quite honestly Again, I don't know whether it's just because it was so different to the rest of the album, but, but then as you said, so is something for the pain, and uh, so is maybe uh, like even Diamond Ring is totally different to the rest of the album, and I, I don't know, I just think it's a totally different sound. It, it, it does generally remind me a little bit of the Beatles, I don't know why, um, it's just got that type yeah. of vibe to it. See, here we go, I have managed to dial it up here. There you go. I, 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 there you go. It's so 50 go. 50, I, but I really like it. No, I like it. I think it's great. I think it's a great vocal performance. I think it's a great song. Um, boy, why it was left off, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's one of those. Um, where, where else do we want to go? Uh, how about the Have a Nice Day stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, a good job well, you said that because I am I'll a... I'm a big, big fan of the Have a Nice Day uh, B-sides and demos and bonus tracks, so that's a good one to go to. Yeah, so which one do you want to start with? Well, my favourite, uh, I think my favourite ever B-side or demo is the song Nothing. Um, it got left off because apparently it was too similar to I Am, or that's certainly what the fans think, and I think it should have been put in above I Am, personally. Um, I think it's uh, just John's vocals, the beat, and we've never really got like a top quality version of it. It's kind of quite tinny the the version that we, we we've all got, but such a good song. Oh, I think I have a very good version of it. Hold on. There you go. Yeah, that I think. It, there's there just go. a little like compress to it someone done a remastered version of it about 18 months ago or so and it is better it's definitely better um but yeah i just think i think that's such a stunning song um and I, I, that's probably in in all honesty it's probably in my top 10 bon jovi songs like it really is overall. and the other thing about uh, uh hold on a second the uh, the other thing about nothing is the band had done these songs, you know, for that album, Have a Nice Day, they did two versions, right? They they did an initial version of the album. They brought it to the record company and the record company went, mm, yeah, no, yeah. go go start over. Uh, and uh, a, a lot of songs had lyrics rewritten and they had things changed. And, and Have a Nice Day, the song itself had this incredible bridge in it. It had this sort of, blood on blood feel to it and they snipped it all out and they made it a shorter song yeah. uh, uh, who says you can't go home had been done with keith urban but then when you listen to it you go um so uh, who's singing right now you really couldn't tell so they said okay let's go get a female voice and at least you'll be able to tell who's singing so if they had been able to release have a nice day the original version i think that would have been great and 
Have you heard that Have a Nice Day, um, uh, the, the song, the, the, that sort of six-minute version with the bridge in the middle? Yeah, and um, they've done something similar with uh, I Want to Be Loved as well, I think, where they, they kind of had to redo all of, or a certain chunk of that song as well. Yeah, and, and I Want to Be Loved also, the lyrics uh, changed. Uh, yeah. It went from sort of third-person view to first-person view, uh, You did, or, or the other way around. It was like, I did this, I did this, I did this, and then it became you did this. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, sometimes I think record companies overthink things, you know, and it, it's unfortunate. It, it would be nice if sometimes the artist's vision could, could be put out the way it was meant to be. You know, um, Ron Young of this band, Little Caesar, was telling me this story recently about a conversation with John Kolodner. And he said, John, he goes, you, you didn't make us. You discovered us. Yeah. You know, let us be us. That is why you discovered us, because you liked what we were doing. So let us do what we are doing. And, and I think fans have, have responded well over the years to Bon Jovi, obviously. Stadiums, right? You know, so everything's a stadium tour. Yeah. It's we're, 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 we're approaching 40 years. And yet every so often a record company will go, hey, you should do this. And it's like, oh, really? You're going to tell John Bon Jovi that he should do this? Really? Okay. There's another song uh, on Have a Nice Day which got left off, and it's it's a little bit similar to Nothing as well, which was uh, These Open Arms. And again, yeah. that's just such a good song. It's 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 a very almost typical Bon Jovi, say, like post-2000 ballad, but it's just, it's just got something about it that elevates it a little bit better for me as a, as a song... Um, and it, it's another one that I don't know how was left off. Uh, you know, you could have maybe t- taken out something like Last Cigarette or, um, I don't know, maybe, again, maybe I Am or something like that. I mean, I quite like I Am, but, you know, I think Nothing or These Open Arms definitely should have made the album. Yeah, you know, and, and you look at um, that album and you, and you say Last Cigarette should be left off and it's like, yeah, how, how do you put that on and leave off for most of the world a song like Dirty Little Secret. Oh my, what a song. What right? a song. I mean, Dirty Little Secret is so good yeah. and yet not good enough for the album, but Last Cigarette, which is the one Bon Jovi song that I refuse to listen to. Uh, I, I am, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to get into the whole political thing. I don't smoke and I, and, and I don't listen to it, not because of any kind of militancy. I don't listen to it because it doesn't speak to me. Because when somebody, you know, I want to connect to a song, you know, I feel like the last cigarette. Well, I don't know that feeling. I don't want to know that feeling. Yeah. So therefore, I don't want to listen to the song. So don't get me wrong. I'm not walking around with a, with a, a you know, a, a billboard going uh, down with... <laughs> It's, it, it, there's no militancy to, to me not listening to that song. It's just I don't relate to it, so yeah. why would I listen to it? Well, I, I, in terms of Dirty Little Secret, I was very lucky to, well, not lucky to hear it because I would have eventually, but my brother bought me the album um, on the day it got released, and he bought himself the, the one with the bonus tracks and bought me just the standard edition. So I was made up of me 10, 12 songs, whatever's on the album, and then he came in and was like, have you listened to Dirty Little Secret? I was like, Dirty Little Secret, I don't have that song. And when he played it, I was like, how have I not got that song? How have you got that one and I haven't? Because it's just a phenomenal song, Dirty Little Secret, for me. 
Yeah, and, and again, it, it's like these days. These are the songs that if they had put them on the album, you know, you go, oh, Bon Jovi doesn't rock anymore. They've gotten soft. And then you look at the songs they left off of Have a Nice Day and you go, wow, had they put those in, especially take out Last Cigarette and a couple of others, you go, well, suddenly you've got this great rock album. So the, the band still wants to rock, still can rock. But for some reason, there are decisions made that, oh, no, no, we've got to keep them adult contemporary. We can't we can't have them be, you know, 1987 Bon Jovi. That's bad. And it's like, oh, stop it. Come on now. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, the other song that was on my brother's like uh, bonus track edition album that he got with like two extra songs was Unbreakable. That was yeah. track 14. Um, what do you think of Unbreakable? Unbreak. See, again. Yeah. Here's another song. So, all right, I, I punched it up. So you, you look at, you know, Wildflower, Bells of Freedom, and so, and you go, all right, so take out Last Cigarette, take out Wildflower, and throw in Dirty Little Secret, <sighs> Dirty Little Secret and, and Unbreakable. Yeah. Now you've got an album. Yeah. Now you have got a classic Bon Jovi rock album. Yeah. But no, 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 Wildflower, <laughs> which, which I, I can't even think how that goes. Let me just, I don't even know if I have it in my in my files <laughs> well, do, do you like remember it, that song yeah unfortunately <laughs> it's it again i mean it, i'm just looking at this, the track list now and i'd say there's three or four songs you could as you said there you could easily take out replace them with the, the songs that we've mentioned that weren't included and it's it's probably the best bon jovi album since these days for me yeah and and it's funny because i have and, and i've talked about this often but i have this 480 Bon Jovi song playlist and I'm going through it and I'm uh, going alphabetically there is no wildflower so if it can't make the top 480 <laughs> Jesus uh, I, I talk to Jesus uh, you know <laughs> you understand where where Unbreakable and Dirty Little Secrets should have been in there oh 100% and I say if you've got them two songs stick nothing in there stick these open arms and get rid of as you said, you know, Wildflower, uh, Last Cigarette, potentially even something. What What are your thoughts on Welcome to Wherever You Are? Because you, would you have got rid of that that song or would you leave that on the album? Because it's Welcome very hit and where, miss. Welcome yeah. to mm. It's very hit and miss for a lot of fans. Um, I think because of the lyrics more than anything. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. Um... But uh, yeah, definitely nothing should go in there instead yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, maybe even uh, these open arms, which was a bonus track out in Japan, yeah. probably could go ahead of that. Yeah. That, see, and that's the problem with with Have a Nice Day. There, there's, there's half filler, half killer. You know, it's, yeah. it's like eh, yeah, I definitely. want all filler. I don't want half killer. When Have a Nice Day came out, like I, I thought it was fantastic, and I still think. You know, like the songs that we haven't mentioned, the, the five or six songs that are on there are still really good songs. The likes of Have a Nice Day and I Want to Be Loved. And as I said, I, I'm still a fan of I Am and Complicated and whatever else. But there's definitely songs, as we've said, that you could take out, put it in, and it's it's all filler. It's all killer then. Literally, it's a fantastic album if you put in them four songs that didn't get put on the album. Yeah, and again, the same can be said for for these days. There, there's so many great tracks lying around, like the end, and uh, uh, wedding day, and prostitute, which you could have put in there. 
and it would have been like, oh, look yeah. at that. Uh, we'll move on to 2007 when Last Highway came out because obviously that album kind of divided a lot of fans instantly anyway. And to me, again, they kind of missed a trick with a couple of songs because the most country-esque type songs or Nashville-influenced songs, however you want to call it, they left off. So Put the Boy Back in Cowboy was left mm-hmm. off. Um, mm-hmm. And then the one song that really should have been on the album and for me should have been a single was Walk Like a Man. Yeah. I yeah, mean, Walk Like a Man's a great song. Yeah. Though. It's such, you know, like it's still got that Bon Jovi sound, but it's got the country sound, which is obviously what they were going for. Um, and I, I, I just can't understand why, as I said, it, let alone it wasn't released as a single, why it wasn't put on the album at all. I just can't understand why. Was it a uh, was it a Japanese bonus track or was it really a CD single thing? Uh, walk like a man. I think it was. I think it was. It says here it was a you know target a US target bonus track. Okay. Uh, so I I mean I I don't think I got to hear it till about a year or two after the album came out. To be honest with you, I think I I think I first heard it in about two thousand and eight. I just yeah. I just wasn't aware of the song if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And then when I first heard it, I was like. They've left it. They've left it. List this one off as well. Yep. And and it made my 480 song playlist, so it is better <laughs> than Wildflower. <laughs> but but the great thing about the the Lost Highway era was they did a Japanese tour edition of of the album. And then they did another one with this concert recorded in Chicago. Yeah. So so the tour edition has them doing these stripped down versions of whole lot of leaving wanted dead or alive and and so great stuff yes of course they're remakes but i really think bon jovi shines when they strip stuff down to the uh, you know basic elements voice guitar piano and stuff like that yeah and of course this lost highway live in chicago uh was another great one and and that's that's where I've always thought the band shines. So it, the the live B sides are are where Bon Jovi shine as well. I I think. Yeah, but there's there's another song that was left off Lost Highway, and again, it's very similar to Nothing. It's probably in certainly in my top twenty Bon Jovi songs of all time. I think anyway, which was Lonely. Um, yeah. I mean, I that... what a song that is. That's a great song, "Lonely," and uh, in my playlist. So let me uh, let me see if I can punch that one up real quick. Uh, oh wait, hold on. I'm thinking. I'm thinking "Lonely" at the top. I, uh, oh, I'm thinking "Lonely" at the top. I can't find "Lonely," but uh, all right. But that is a great song too. Very, very good song. Yeah, very, very good song. And I, I, it's just another one that you could probably Again. take out. Yeah, you could. Uh, you know, on on Lost Highway. Um, Hmm, trying to think which ones we can get rid of. Hmm. Well, the last night I can't remember, so maybe that one. Yeah, yeah. Probably for me, yeah. It's a couple of the the second half of the album, so the last night maybe even one step closer potentially. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, I get the sentiment behind seat next to you, but I could probably live without that as well. And if you stick lonely and. Put the boy back in cowboy and walk like a man. Again, there's a, a ten times better album in my eyes. Yeah. Oh, I, I fully agree. And 
it, it's 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 remarkable that they do this. Uh, where else do we go with this? Uh, can, can we talk about some of the Richie Sambora B sides? Yeah, let's go for it. So so Richie Sambora uh, a few years ago, of course, did Undiscovered Soul, and there's a bunch of great B sides running around. He he does a, a it's I'm trying to call it, it In It for Love is the name of the CD single, and on it he does Living on a Prayer live at uh, Ronnie Scott's from, I guess, 1998 or something. That is probably the best version of the song uh, ever recorded. It is it is soulful. It, it is introspective. It is poignant. Uh, and it's also uh, really hard to find, I have to yeah. say. You know, it's, it's incredibly hard to find that silly song. Uh, do you know that song? Yeah, yeah. Um... Is it? Is it Ballad of Youth? Ballad of Youth is is an, well. Ballad of Youth, of course, was on on his first oh, yeah, solo album. That, that's yeah. a great one. Yeah, I'm just thinking there. What song was it called? From what? From uh, Undiscovered Soul? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the song the, the song that it's on uh, or the CD single is "In It for Love." In it for love. Isn't that great? A fantastic song, "In It for Love." I I, I mean. I, I know Richie gets a lot of criticism, certainly over his last album, uh, because the first two were solid albums, but I actually think that the last album that he done, which was Aftermath, I I think that's probably better than almost, I'd say, 80% of the Bon Jovi albums since 2000 for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I could oh, be, yeah. you know, that, that could just be my opinion, but there's just something that connected to it straight away. It takes me back to a nice time. It's just one of them, one of them albums that... I don't know. I just I I, I kind of want Richie to go back to that. Um, forget like the duets with Orianthi, which thankfully looks like it has. You know, just go back to what you you're good at for me. Yeah, well, they they've uh, Orianthi and him have since broken up, yeah. so we, we we won't be getting that anytime soon. He's been uh, with uh, Bob Rock, hasn't he? He's been recording with Bob Rock again. Yeah, so he was recording with Bob Rock, and if I'm not mistaken, they posted something on Instagram about a year ago with like Tommy Lee coming in to do yeah. the drums, and then he just—that's it. He's gone. Yeah. It's it, you it's know just crazy. Really. I mean, I thought the album would have been out around this time, but there's, there's just been no news on it for a while, really. Yeah, he's sort of fallen off the radar, which which is unfortunate. I would love to see, I'd love to hear that album. I, I really think that on Aftermath, he he hit his stride. There's a lot of great songs on there, uh, and it, it's just, uh, boy, I, I think he finally found the right. You know, you, I'm trying to look at it. Every road leads home to you. Nowadays, even Sugar Daddy on that album, uh, Backseat Driver. Uh, Boy, come on, come on, Richie, get uh, that album out. We we've got some fans that want to hear it. Well, I think Backstreet Driver again is another one that 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 wasn't on certainly my edition anyway. It was that at Japan because I, I yeah. that's another one that I absolutely love. Backstreet Driver again. I didn't hear it for a year or so after the album came out. I don't think, but I just think it's such a it's a Richie song. His voice is stunning in it. It's quite upbeat. It's not too rocky. It's not too poppy. I just think it's. A typical Richie song. It really is, and and again, it's one of the better songs. You know, it's funny when you look at Bon Jovi's history and Richie Sambora, and 
most of the sort of Japanese editions or the targets or the Best Buy, all those bonus tracks are sometimes the better songs or the yeah. best songs on the album. You know, it's it's no, come on, strange. I want to get your your opinion on the the one album that seems to have like next to no B sides at all is the Circle album. Like, do you know why at all that there's no songs that? You know, we never got to hear a demo or we never got to hear a B-side. There was nothing like that on, on the Circle album. And I'm, I'm wondering why we never got to hear anything from, you know, them recordings. Because there is songs out there that I think, was it Rage of Angels or something like that, I think it was called, was meant to be for that album. I could be wrong. It might have been a bit later. But there's just absolutely nothing from that album that we've we've not heard. Well, you know, I, I'm going to make this suggestion about some of the later day Bon Jovi albums. I think we have gotten to the point, especially in marketing albums and marketing music, where, you know, we don't sell cassette singles. We don't sell CD singles. Yeah. Um, putting out a B-side or a bonus track on Spotify or Apple Music makes no sense. So I, I think bands just hold on to them. I'm yeah. sure if you were to go into the Bon Jovi vaults, there must be, you know, a half a dozen or more extra tracks that they recorded and they chose not to use and so on and so forth. But there's no place to put them. You yeah. know, the Japanese bonus track is to give me one track, give me two tracks. Most bands just get away by giving a, a live version of something or an acoustic version of something. Here you go, Japan, off you go. Uh, and I think that's why, because you look at all the subsequent albums, and that B-side stuff has become exceptionally irrelevant. Yeah. Where, whereas you look at Lost Highway, there was still this push to sell stuff and to make collector collector's versions and collectibles and, and special versions. So you got the Japanese tour edition. You got the one with the Chicago concert. You got all these bonus tracks. You got yeah. the Walmart version. And I think there was still this push to get people to buy the physical product. But... You know, you go to Spotify, you see, uh, you know, Bon Jovi's 2020. Well, what difference does it make if it says these four tracks are bonus tracks? You're just going to look at that and go, yeah. Well, how is it a bonus? It's right here. Yeah, well, that's it's a bonus. True. Yeah. And, you, and you go, bonus to what? You know, it's a bonus track. But to what? Yeah. You, you put 14 songs up. Did, did, you know, so I think we, we've lost that that drive to do that. I think, it, I think really it's just a marketing thing, quite yeah. frankly. And that, that's the sad thing because, I mean, as I say, I'm still fairly young, but I still remember them, you know, the days of like going to the record fairs, you know, in, in the city centre and I'd get like the Hey God album and there'd be a B-side that I hadn't heard or I'd get Midnight in Chelsea and there was a, you know, like Sad Song Night, which I hadn't heard by John Bon Jovi and I was like, wow, I've never heard this, you know, it wasn't on the album. So where's this come from? Whereas, as you said, if you was to go on Spotify and sad song night comes up you go well is it a bonus track it's right here as you've just said so yeah that, that's a very good point to be fair i mean it's just there so it, it has sort of changed the way things are marketed uh, you know we'll see i mean 2020 the new album is going to come out at some point uh, i'm wondering you know if they're going to have all these bonus tracks uh, of course hopefully they'll have a couple of good tracks because as we yeah. said before, the the couple of singles that have come out so far, I mean, you know, they, they're they're okay, but yeah. they're not inspiring. No, definitely, yeah. Um, 
we'll go on to what about now so again it's an album that a lot of fans thought was rushed a lot of a lot of fans thought you know the production was the letdown of the album but again one thing that i one song that's always got me from the very first moments i heard it and i think we spoke about it on the last podcast was into the echo yeah i mean wow since that podcast i mean i don't think i've listened to a a bon jovi song more than that because it just brought it back i listened to it and then i got a couple of tweets and a couple of messages actually about that song um which is very rare really with with these podcasts for for anyone to kind of have memories or go back to a certain song because we speak about them a lot but into the echo is one that 90 percent of fans seem to absolutely love Look at that. I had you on mute. Whoops. Uh, yeah, that, that one is a, uh, hey, listen, uh, you, you don't want to hear the coffee cup do this, right? Yeah. It gets annoying. So, so you got to mute it, but yeah, into the echo. What a song here. Let, let, let's do this. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Little, little into the echo for everybody. That, that that is just a perfect beginning. It is. That it's is just a pity, perfect yeah. beginning. It gets you straight and, away. And you know, it's funny. Um, what about now gets a lot of of hate from fans, and I think as an album that is perhaps justified because it, it, there, there's sort of no flow that gets established. But when you take them apart yeah. and you put them again. I'll go on with the playlist. It's always about the playlist. But once you, again, take them out of context and you listen to uh, I'm With You, Pictures of You, What's Left of Me, Army of One, which is a beautiful song, uh, Beautiful World, Room at the End of the World, uh, they're, they're really great individual songs. And Into the Echo is the number one great song and yet unavailable for most of the world. I, I yeah. I think it was just the Japanese bonus track. And it's like, wow, man, if you're going to be a Bon Jovi fan, you really got to go live in Japan. Yeah. They get all the good stuff. Definitely, they're, yeah. You know, they're, they're getting Dirty Little Secret. They're getting Unbreakable. They're getting Postcards from a Wasteland. They're getting Into the Echo. It's like, oh, okay. So maybe I shouldn't be a Bon Jovi fan in North America <laughs> or the UK, right? Yeah. Poor it's, Bon Jovi. Uh, well, if you, again, if, if you was to take out one song on... What about now? I'm poor. Uh, into the echo, into the album. What would you? What song would you take out? What song would you replace it with? Ooh, that is uh, all right. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna look at the the whole track listing because that one's a bit of a the, hmm. hmm 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 hmm. Let's see. That is a complicated uh, proposition. All right, let's have a look at this. Let's have a look at these uh, because we can. Amen. Uh, hmm. 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 Maybe no. That that's what the water made me is fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. It's one of my favorites. You know the the, the only two that uh, I'm looking at the track listing. The only two that I cannot get a a running soundtrack in my head for are the fighter and thickest thieves. The other ones, as I see the the titles, I can sort of get the music going. So uh, maybe those two, just yeah. because. If I can't remember them, maybe they're just not memorable and therefore not worthy of being on the album. Now, of course, I could, I'll probably go back and listen to them in 10 minutes and go, oh, man, that's a great song. <laughs> but, 
But for now, I can't think of uh, thick, of thieves, thick as Thieves or The Fighter. So maybe those one of those two has to go. Yeah, I'd probably choose The Fighter. Thick Thieves, I think, is a, a very, very good song. But The Fighter, I always thought to end an album on was just a bit, a bit meh. Like it was just, it's, it's literally just John by the sounds of it. Um, and I, I know he definitely wrote it on his own, but I'd take that out. And I think Into the Echo would be perfect to end an album on as well because it's quite soft, but it's it's not too soft. Right. Yeah. So okay, maybe uh, maybe that. Get rid of the fighter. The fighter's got to go. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna check. Do I even have? I don't even have the fighter in my in my uh, in my iTunes, which is amazing. Uh, with these two hands was another one as well. Um, it's always. I mean, it's never been my favorite song with these two hands, but. Um, Again, it maybe could have replaced something on the, as you say, maybe a thickest thieves or. Uh, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Amen. In all honesty, what are your thoughts on Amen as a song? Um, it, it's uh, it's lukewarm. It's it's not the greatest song in the world, but it's not horrible. And and when he does it live, he does sort of uh, sell it with conviction. Yeah. So. You know, I, I can't complain too much about that one. It, it's not the one I'm going to go running to, but it's not, not, not horrible. Well, the first ever album that I that I ever got and listened to in full with, from Bon Jovi was um, Crush, and there I think go. I think the the B sides and the demos from that era are just like Neurotica, Stay. Uh, I mean, I I can make a living. I was loving you as a bonus track. I think, and definitely in the UK. I'm not sure where else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ain't no cure for love. I think mm-hmm. it was crush. I think I may be wrong, but I'm saying no. Ain't ain't no. Uh, I think that was the B side. Oh to right, say right, right, right. So I think yeah. Ain't no cure for love is a is a is a B side. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was on the Sailors and So cassette. That I, that was the first ever hush. That was another one. Uh, yeah. that was on my It's My Life cassette as well there was just so many great songs around that time but Neurotica and I Could Make a Living Out of Loving You so you take those two songs and you 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 take out maybe She's a Mystery or yeah. Yeah. maybe Mystery Train and you put those two in and then all of a sudden you've got It's My Life, Neurotica and people go, oh, hey, it's a great rock album. And, and now you listen to it and you hear Say It Ain't So, Thank You For Loving Me, Two Story Town. And, and it's just one sort of slow song after a slow song. And you go, oh, okay, right, already. Uh, and you throw those in and it's like, great. Now, that said, there's a Japanese bonus disc for uh, for the album that includes Runaway but a very sort of slow brooding version of Runaway, very different than, than, than the song, the single, and one of my favorite versions of the song. So, yeah. you know, slow isn't always bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely, but, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, boy, the Crush, boy, I'm telling you, if, if you reorder the songs in Crush, you get I Got a Girl and you throw it up a little to the front. One Wild Night, you throw it to the front. I Can Make a Living Out of Loving You, Neurotica, you throw them, you know, track five and track six. And you intersperse it, and you yeah. you you get rid of a lot of that soft. Suddenly, you've got twelve great songs. You know, I, I'm I'm pretty sure people aren't running around going, "Ooh, save the world!" That's my favorite Bon Jovi yeah. song. It really is. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's saying that. And it's yeah. it, it, it with the crush era. It's kind of 
it's a bit of a mix-up for a lot of fans because obviously a year or two prior to that was meant to be the Sex Cells album where he wrote a bunch of songs so if I'm not mistaken I think Hush was played back in 1998 uh, You Can't Lose at Love and Gimme Some and all them type of songs which are now also classed as Crush B-Side so there's, there's literally I, I think Crush is probably up there for having the most B-Sides and demos on a Bon Jovi yeah. album just because there's two albums almost mixed into one that didn't even make it to an album, if that makes any sense. It does. Uh, yeah, they, they had recorded an incredible amount. And if you look at the at the box set, a lot of those unreleased demos come from sort of that, yeah. that time period. It's sort of the, the box set in almost larger sense are a collection of demos that, that stretch from like these days through Crush and Bounce and it's it's sort of that that 10 year period where they made a whole bunch of great songs but released none of them yeah, <laughs> you're just yeah. like oh okay thank you boys like on 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 bounce you have every day which i know they thought was going to be the next big single yeah. it was going to be the next you give love a bad name it's it's a good song i like the song it's not that great uh i mean not that great compared to you give love a bad name it's a great song yeah. love the bounce album but they, they have a B-side, which is Everyday Acoustic. And when I hear that, that version resonates with me. And I'm wondering, had they maybe done it as an acoustic piece? You know, a lot more production to make it you know sound a little beefier. But done it in that more acoustic, would it maybe have had more success? Because it does work better to me as sort of the working man with a, you know jeans and a guitar just sort of punching out that acoustic version. I, I agree, yeah, and I think what, what kind of sums it up as well is sometimes I'll have, um, like, Bon Jovi played It's My Life the other day, the stripped-down version on live on TV, you know, like the This Left Fears Right version, and my girlfriend prefers it to the original. Now, obviously, as a diehard Bon Jovi fan, I'm like, yeah, it's good, but obviously the original for me is up there, obviously, but she loves it, and I, I think maybe to... People who aren't familiar with Bon Jovi, as you said, if they put every day on there, it could have probably done 10 times better. Oh, yeah, I agree. Now, I don't I'm not going to dispute your girlfriend saying that uh, it's my life. The slow version is bad. It's it's a good version. And, and that video the other day was was fun to watch. And I have to say, if they do sort of an intimate show, you know, a couple hundred people at a whatever promo event and they play it like that i'm in i'm down that works for me i think if you go to a stadium show or an arena show and they come out and they do run away the slow version and then they follow it up by it's my life the slow version at some point you go hey hey john that's enough plug your (laughs) plug your guitar in my boy and let's get some rocking going um you know it's my life doesn't i don't think it works permanently as a slow song i I think it's nice to to give that interpretation for special events yeah but if i'm sitting at wembley and they come out and they do i go no 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 john back up the truck let's start that over yeah yeah i i mean i i totally agree i mean as i said i'm not i'm not against the it's my life this left feels right version but for the tv performance yeah it was lovely but i was like to say it's better I, i don't I mean, I have to disagree with that, but each to their own, I suppose. Sometimes I'll never win with my girlfriend, so I've got to take it on the chin. But, you know, 
This left feels right. There is on the cover. There is a person. We're assuming John sitting there with his suitcase. Yeah. Just say to your girlfriend the next time that she says that she goes, "You see that cover? That's gonna be you if you say that again. <laughs> it's gonna be you." I never thought of that. I like that. Ouch. I like that. <laughs> yeah, you'll be the person on that cover if you ever say that nonsense again. <laughs> she won't be taking my Bon Jovi suitcase. Put it that way. I'll be. I'll be keeping that. By the way, did they ever sell those Bon Jovi suitcases? Because that would have been a perfect marketing thing. Have, yeah, no, I don't think they ever did, unfortunately. But I, I really like that album sure. cover, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, this left feels right. I mean, we're, I know we're talking about b- bonus tracks. That, oh, that was a difficult, difficult album, let me tell you. But they, they do have um, the bonus tracks of The Distance that they recorded yeah. live in Japan and, and Joey recorded live in Japan. And they had a, a DVD which accompanies it. And it has my favorite thing ever that Bon Jovi's ever done. If you're watching the DVD, at one point, uh, David Bryan, during one of the songs, screws up a part. And he's looking right at the camera. And I don't know why they didn't cut this out, but he goes, fuck. You know, he says the F U C K word. <laughs> and, and you can tell that he screwed up, and you can tell that he's sort of mad at himself. And you're watching this DVD going, did, did, did you see that? And and I'm telling you, my wife and I, we look at that and we just laugh every time because yeah. he's like, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, dude. And, and and I'm just surprised they left that in there. But I guess you that sort of shows, right, for the bonus material, you throw a couple of cameras, you get a couple of operators, off you go. We're not going to spend too much time on post-production because that's yeah. a lot of money. Just slap it, you know, slapdash, throw it out there. But... Uh, and I'm trying to think what song it was. It might have been the a version of In These Arms. Or, anyway, if you haven't seen it and you have that DVD, uh, now I have the Japanese one that had a couple more tracks, so I don't know. But go try to find that and just watch it and you'll see him getting all upset and it's funny as heck. It's really funny. Well, I'm glad that we've actually got onto this left ears, right? Because, I, I mean, I didn't know this until a few years after again, but there was two songs that were actually written for the this left ears right arm that way in bon jovi songs at the time well obviously hadn't been released them two were last man standing and the uh, thief of hearts um which obviously last man standing then made it to the have a nice day album which was totally reworked and thief of hearts i think was still put like the original version was put on the box set with the original last man standing version as well but what do you think of them two songs? Because, you know, Last Man Standing, the, the first version where it's quite slow, and Thief of Hearts, which is a totally different Bon Jovi song in my eyes, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. And I, 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 I'll i say this. Uh, had they added two extra tracks to This Left Feels Right, I think it would have made the the album a little more palatable for, for, for fans. You just looked at it and you went, oh, you ruined every day. Oh, you ruined You Give Love a Bad Name. Oh, you ruined. But we went, oh, okay, well, I got two extra tracks. All right, I'll, I'll give you that. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate that they left it off. But but Last Man Standing is interesting because, you know, it's, it's one thing to write a song, but a song comes to life via its interpretation via the performance you know and you hear the version on the box set or one of the versions on the box set that's a little slower and and i think even some some lyrical changes and you go oh 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 oh, what is that yeah and then of course you hear the have a nice day version you go oh look at that the back to rock and 
both great versions and and the other song you mentioned is also it's 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 an interesting to me it's an interesting addition to a box set um had they put it on this left feels right like i think like i said i I think it would have been a nice added bonus and added incentive to to sort of make an effort to like the album if you take that song though and put it on uh have a nice day or you put it on uh what about now i think we're going "Mm, okay Uh, okay let's let's move along it's 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 a it's a good song not a great song uh, would have been perfect as a bonus track or as a you know new version or new song on on this left feels right. I don't think it works anywhere else though. Yeah, I I, I agree there. Yeah, I mean, Thief of Hearts. I always I never I never put it with this left feels right. Obviously, I always when I heard it on the box set, I always thought it was off something like Crush or potentially the Sex Sells album. Um, just because I think it sounds so different and. At that time, so does the things like Hush, uh, you know, You Can't Lose at Love and stuff. And I always thought it's just a totally different Bon Jovi song in my eyes. By the way, when I first heard Hush, I thought it was a Deep Purple cover. And, and then I heard the song and I went, oh, it's not a cover. Dang. <laughs> it's Dang. it's um, like Hush is one of them songs that it was, it's not something I go back to, but it takes me back to a good time because it was one of the first ever Bon Jovi songs that, I listened to obviously with becoming a fan in two thousand, so um, it's a it's a song that always takes me back, and it's it's one that I'll always, as I said, I never really listen to it anymore. But it's just a song that I kind of I'll always praise in some way or another. Of course, I mean it's it's a great you know fun music. Let's let's look at the bounce demos for a second. Oh, there's yes. there's a lot of great bounce demos. Yeah. I'm just trying to call them up here on the computer but so many great songs uh boy um no regrets yeah uh, uh, what are some of the other ones that we we can talk about real quick um there was postcards from the wasteland which yeah we can dance um yeah we can dance that's a great song, song really nice song that um what was the other one that i really liked off bounce is it standing standing that's it Standing, I'm still like, standing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like it's so like. Again, you could have you could have put that you could have put that on the album, um, and taken out something like Joey and or misunderstood or something like that. Yeah, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, and and that's the that's the that's again the problem with with Bon Jovi. They they had so many of these, uh, uh songs that just you know aren't working and yet i guess they're on the album because they figure that at some point they could be a a single for adult contemporary radio and make everybody happy and make everybody a lot of money but ultimately they just don't work yeah let me listen to standing around ah yeah they're what a good song what a great song. song yeah really really good song and and of course, uh, everyday acoustic and oh boy! But you know what? And I'm trying to think. Was it that or or, or uh, there, there was some, there was some pretty was um watered down uh, B sides for I guess crush like temptation or whatever it was. Yeah, temptation. Yeah, there's um for the bounce one there was alive. Which is another quite like upbeat, rocky, quite you know typical Bon Jovi like pop rock song. Um, 
which was off the bounce. Well, wasn't on the bounce album, but it was written for bounce as well. Which was yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that I quite like that. To be honest with you, it's again it. Yeah, when by John the way, starts I'll... singing, it's quite different. Alive, which is uh, very hard to find. It, it is a, a B-side to the All About Loving You single. Yeah. Uh, Pain, Pain in the Ass to Track Down. Uh, such a great rock song. And, and I'm so good that in my in my, my massive playlist, it's within the top 15 songs. Wow. I just love that song. I think Alive is great. Yeah, it is. There's definitely more off the Bounce album. I, 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 B-sides, there's definitely, because there was... There was a lot, if I remember right, for the bounce. And then, as, as we've kind of touched on, since maybe Have a Nice Day, that's where they kind of dropped down a little bit, where you got to hear different B-sides. But Alive, Alive's a really good one. Yeah. I'm going to say one of my favourites. So we'll go back, back to the 90s. But one of my favourite ever Bon Jovi songs, and I, I actually remember hearing it for the first time, I must have been about... 12 years old, I think my brother got me an MP3 player and put it on, was a Save a Prayer off the Keep the Faith album. Save a Prayer? By the way, uh, um, we forgot to mention Another Reason to Believe. Oh, Another Reason, yeah. That's okay, hold on. Uh, let, let me just finish with Bounce. So uh, we talked about Alive. So we have Another Reason to Believe, uh, Breathe. Breathe, wow, yeah. Breathe is a great, yeah. great uh, um, Bounce demo. Uh, there's a live version of Celluloid Heroes with Ray Davies, yeah. which is fantastic. Uh, Lucky, did we mention Lucky? Lucky as well, wow. Uh, no Regrets. Jeez, uh, yeah, there was Stanley. loads, wasn't there? Uh, there's Undivided, the demo version, yeah. which was a B-side, which I think actually sounds cool. better than the album version, and then We Can Dance. And I think and Undivided was called One, wasn't it? At the time. Might have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, there's a lot of great uh, uh, B-sides for, for that album. And I think, listen, you, you, you take uh, Joey Misunderstood and some of those that you mentioned, you throw in Alive, yeah. you throw in Another Reason to Believe, you throw in Breathe, um, Lucky, and suddenly it becomes the greatest album Bon Jovi's ever released. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually think they're... as well with uh, with Bounce as well, there was a lot of <clears throat> demos of the songs that actually made it to the album. So as you said, there was Undivided, which was called One. Every Day, I think we got a, a demo. Joey, we got a demo. Well, every, every Day, we got four. We got four. We got Every Day Acoustic, Every Day Demo, Every Day Live, and there was Every Day Rock Mix. Yeah. There was a ton of Every Day was, running yeah. around. As you said, I think that was almost... They were trying to push that song as if it was the next It's My Life or Living on a Prayer or Bad Name, as you stated before. Um, and I think they just they really pumped like the, the promotion of that song with different versions. But there was definitely like a, a, a demo, like a unreleased version of it, you know, what it first sounded like. And I, I think there was... It might have been Right Side of Wrong, which was the other one. I think there was All About Loving You, which was a demo. And I think the other one might have been right side of wrong, but it could be wrong there. Um, but we got a lot of demos of the actual songs that made the album on that album as well, which is interesting, really. Yeah, well, you've got, uh, let's see. Yeah, you're right. Uh, right Side of Wrong was also released as a demo. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of demos. There was a song also called Satellite. Do you remember that Satellite, one? Yeah, that, that made it to uh, the box set. Was that, was that written for Bounce, was it? 
It was apparently wow. written for Ben. John, John's voice is very, very high on it. Um, I like Satellite, really like Satellite. That made it yeah. to the, uh, the box set, that one. Yeah, so so just a lot of great stuff. So for for the next episode, we're gonna have to go through all the uh, the live bonus tracks and the, <laughs> and the live stuff. You know, just so so, so many great stuff. Um, back on these days, though, they they were doing the uh, Red Banks New Jersey Christmas shows, yeah. uh, and they also brought that up to Montreal at uh, Théâtre Saint Denis, which I happened to see the show which is still one of the greatest things I've ever seen because, uh, you know, it was Bon Jovi at the height of their career in a little sort of 20, you know, 2,000 seat place. It, it was unbelievable. Um, but what I like is that a lot of those uh, songs were released as B-sides. So every time I listen to those B-sides, goes recorded at Place Saint-Denis, I go, hey, I was there. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> for me. Hey, for me. You know, what they do love you think Montreal. Of, um, what do you think of good guys don't always wear white? I like that song. Yeah. I mean, guys don't know where. If we're going to talk soundtracks, uh, the Armageddon song, Mr. Big Time, that's where you want to go. Mr. Big Time? Wow, I haven't heard that for a long time. Let's see. Let's let's punch that up. But Mr. That, it, was, uh, it was between that and Save the World, wasn't it? That they were going to give almost to, to Armageddon, along with obviously yeah. the Aerosmith song, and then Save the World obviously made. Um... Here we go. Let's do some Mr. Big Time. Come on. That's All these like, great... i got to turn it off. <laughs> All these great rock songs. That's like typical, again, you know, like that's old, like Bon Jovi, heavy intro, just get you straight away type song that. Yeah. That and Alive. That and Alive are the, are the two songs, if you don't know, you've got to go discover. Those are great songs. Really good songs. Are you ready for the big time? It's <laughs> a great song. I prefer that version, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you prefer my version? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a much better singer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get your thoughts as well because um, a few years back I went to a record shop in Liverpool and they had the These Days European to this special edition uh, These Days album in, in for like ninety nine p. And I obviously had the standard edition, but I obviously had all the extra songs that came with it. And I didn't realise just how good Bon Jovi's version of Mrs. Robinson was. Yeah, it's a great version. It's really, and, really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, 6, 3, 4, 5, yeah. 7, 8, 9. Yeah. Uh, th that, is a, that is a good... There, there is a version of these days that comes out sort of a, a, a gatefold, if you want, in a light blue packaging yeah. that has these things. Now... It has uh, David Bryan singing a song, and it has yeah. Tico Torres singing a song. We'll just pretend that those never happened. Just, <laughs> we'll just, just pretend that never happened. But the stuff where either uh, John or, or Richie are singing, uh, it's just a great little package. And I remember going into a shop in Montreal called Rock on Stock, which has now gone bankrupt years ago. I mean, like 20 years ago, went bankrupt, closed. And I saw this these days light purple and, and i guess it was like 40 bucks or something and i and I, I looked at the track listing and i went holy mackerel there's like 10 extra tracks here and uh, i bought it still have it and and you know hey six three four five seven eight nine you can't beat that yeah. that is great stuff and and john still plays that at some of his little like uh solo I shows think. as well yeah yeah is... you can't you can't beat that yeah <laughs> which is good like because we don't really get obviously much from 
these days at all. But yeah, that still gets played. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm looking at, by the way, Thieves of Hearts, and it is a unreleased studio track from 2003. Oh, wow. So it's got to be... So it's got to be right after Bounce, right? Because Bounce yeah, was, it was 2002. Yeah, it was for the This Left Feels Right album with, with Last Man Standing. That's what them two were. They, they were meant to be like the two new Bon Jovi songs that were going to get released. Hey, it's not bad. It's got a great intro. Yeah, I I'd like Beef of Hearts. I mean, my brother hates it. Absolutely hates it. But I love it. I really like it. Yeah, but I, you know... I'm biased. I like Bon Jovi. I like his voice. I like the way the songs are put together. Yeah. And, you know, musicologists can can argue all they want about vocal performance and stylistic. I don't give a crap. Yeah. I like it. My ears like it. I like, you know, uh, that's what the the water, whatever. And I, I, I like yeah, social I disease. I don't care if you don't like it. People always say, oh, they should have left social disease off in New, of uh, Slippery. No, no, they shouldn't have. Stop it. It's yeah. a good song. Yeah, I like it. I, there's so many. I mean, it, it's more now that I kind of go, oh, like, as we've said, we know with the things like the Have a Nice Day bonus tracks, I'm like, that's where they should have left off. But I think songs like Social Disease, it kind of shows Bon Jovi was still new to it all. Even back, you know, even with the third album, it was still a song you'd expect them to release at that time. Maybe now you'd go, oh, wow. But at the time, when they were in the 20s, it's a little bit different for me, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and I'll let me go. Uh, my brain is racing everywhere here. But the uh, shot through the heart live version from '85 that was a bonus track. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know where, where they say, uh, "You were ten and I was six. We made of horses made us." Anyway, that version. <laughs> that's a great version. Did, did you ever pick up, by the way? Somewhere around the 2000s, Bon Jovi reissued all their albums in Japan as double yeah, discs. Yeah, in 2010, I think. Something like that. And they, they was added, it, like, was it that three... late? No, wasn't it earlier? Um... But regardless, those double albums of the first one, the second, with all these live tracks, with all this extra material, it is so good. And, and yeah. a couple of years ago, maybe this is the one you're thinking of, they put out that 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 um, album box set in Japan. That could be the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Which has everything in like paper sleeves. Yes, that's the one, and there's like two or three live versions at the end of the albums. Yeah, that that's different than what I'm talking about. They're 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 they they've reissued the catalog twice in Japan, or well, more than twice. But these these two specific versions. The other ones are actual jewel cases where with a flip, you know, you flip to disc one and then you, you pull out the middle part and it goes to disc two. Uh, those were early 2000s. A lot of great unreleased stuff on there. There's, uh, you know, New Jersey has a whole bunch of songs recorded live in Lakeland, Florida and stuff like that. Yeah. And then this one, this box set, the, the Bon Jovi complete, so many great songs. And what's great about both of them is that they remastered everything and and those albums sound so much better than what was locally available and uh if you can find them first of all good luck uh, <laughs> but if you can those are the those are the ultimate editions of all the albums uh the the the, the paper sleeve box set that you're you're referring to and 
That one you can sort of find online, usually anywhere from like 200 to 300 yeah. bucks and so on. So uh, the ones I'm talking about, the, the double disc versions, those are impossible to find. And if you do find them, I mean, I bought them when they came out, but if you do find them, they're probably going to cost you 100 150 bucks per album yeah but but so good and the bonus material is so fantastic well the, the ones the, the ones that i was saying in 2010 i was quite lucky because as you said there when the when the boxer came out it was something like 200 quid i think to, to get um whereas in hmv a, a local shop here the albums were 2.99 each so I just got them. I just got them individually. I was like, "Well, I've got them now. Two ninety nine each. Can't complain there." Can't complain there. No, no. <laughs> so I, I so was, the, I was made up. So there you go. So what, what else do we uh, should we should we discuss or should we? Uh, oh, what are we? An hour in? Maybe we should just. Uh... Well, I just want to speak about "Save a Prayer." That that's one song in particular that I'd like to to talk about if possible because I said that was that was a song that just instantly it's such a different intro you know it's got like the chant at the start then it goes straight into like the guitar which is quite heavy and john's got this like almost like he's talking through like a speaker oh it's just what a song what a song yeah and see there we go again there's another song that they left off the album which had they put on the album Everybody be going, wow, Keep the Faith was such a great song. Uh, they, so they they left that off. Um, what else did they leave off on that one? Was it only Save a Prayer? Or, no, uh, wasn't there? Starting All Over Again. Start, starting All Over Again. That's the one. Brilliant song starting as well. Starting All Over Again. That, that's such a... Mm. <laughs> really, really uh, good song. Yeah, and I just looked it up, by the way. the uh, Those Japanese special editions that I was talking about were released in 1998. Now, I'll, I'll give you a... Uh, since we're talking about uh, Keep the Faith, the the bonus disc on the Keep the Faith had nine songs. So Keep the Faith at Count Basie, 1992, In These Arms, Live at Count Basie, I Believe, Live at Count Basie, I'll Sleep When I'm Dead, uh, in Milton Keys, Better Roses Acoustic, Cama de Rosa, the Spanish version, Save a Prayer and Starting All Over Again. So uh, it's and, – and they did this for every album yeah. back in 98. Uh, these special editions, so good, and it just takes an album like Keep the Faith or like Bounce or not Bounce, uh, uh, these days, and adds all this material, and you're just like, wow, look at that. By the way, If I Was Your Mother should have been a single. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it... They made a video, didn't they? Actually, they didn't make a single. Yeah, I don't think it... Well, it should have been a big single. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, they definitely made the video for it. Um, and I'm saying it got released here, but I might be wrong. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird to think because a lot of bands, what they do, uh, and some fans may or may not know this, is they'll do a release and then they will rent out a soundstage or whatever and they will go record three or four songs in the same day, same weekend, same week. And they have this footage and then they figure, okay, we'll, we'll get uh, six months down the road and we'll use this for that single yeah. and we'll use it. So they do it all at once and then uh, the album goes great and all the videos come out and everybody's happy. And sometimes the album goes south and they go, well, forget it. We're not going to release this. So I know If I Was Your Mother uh, was there. Even Never Say Goodbye has a, has a video for it, but I don't know if they were officially released as video singles or, or not. Yeah, the, um, If I Was Your Mother definitely wasn't here, and 
never did you say never say goodbye yeah never never yeah. say goodbye had a video but, now but, yeah. i know that it was released in north america to radio yeah but the but it was never released as a video to mtv or much music in canada but but the video does exist yeah it's a live performance footage it was released um, as a single in the UK. It reached number 21 and spent five weeks in the charts. Right, as a radio single. But I don't think they ever released a video single, which was very important back, yeah, in, that, back then. in that. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, boy, let's see. All right, let's play this game again. So save a prayer and starting all over again. What do we take out? <laughs> see, this is a tough one. So I would probably have to go with... Well, I like all of these. Woman in love would probably I'd have to take out. Yeah, I'm agreeing. And... I, it's not a bad song, yeah, but yeah. I have to keep it to these 12 songs. So we, we pull out Woman in Love. You put uh, Save a Prayer right there. Yeah. And I would take Starting All Over Again, and I would stick it first because, you know, it's – we're starting all over again. It, it's sort of, yeah. it's you know, it becomes a, a shout out to the to the fans, and then you go straight into I believe, you know, hey, we're starting all over again, and I know you believe, yay. But what do we take out? Um, hmm. Maybe, maybe I want you. Yeah, that's that. That's one that I was maybe thinking of. It's probably, again, not a bad song, but. Yeah, you probably. see, like I like "Blame It on the Love of Rock and Roll," and I like a little bit yeah. of soul, but but maybe maybe one of those has nah. Yeah, I think it's one of the last three songs on the album you take out. It's just it's just which one. Um. Yeah, you see, if I was your, if I look, I believe "Keep the Faith," I sleep when I'm dead in these arms, better roses, great, they gotta stay. If I oh, was yeah. your mother's, a great song's gotta yeah. stay. Dry County, well, we know it's gotta stay. Fear, I love fear. I think oh, fear yeah, is a great fantastic. song. Uh, I love, love. I really like "Blame It on the Love of Rock and Roll." So, so "Woman in Love" gets thrown out because we have to, and. Um, I think I like a little bit of soul more than I like I Want You. Yeah, that's so, what I do, so, yeah. So Woman in Love and I Want You tossed out. Yeah. Wow, there you that, go. That was probably the hardest one, I think, to it choose. Is. <laughs> to choose. That is a tough one. To... Actually, let me, let me, let's play, let's see if we can play it. We'll play one more and then, I, and then I'm going to, let, let me see here. Let me go over to uh, New Jersey for a second. New Jersey had a lot of great singles. A lot of great um, bonus material, right? You have uh, "Let's Make It, Baby." You have "Love Is War." Uh, you have uh, eventually on the box set "House of Fire." Does it really fall in love anymore? You have "Diamond Ring," which was re-recorded yeah. later for these days. So, ooh, what do we throw out? All right. Um, well, because the, because of the. Um, of the recording, I would throw "Ride Cowboy Ride" out. I, I don't like that scratchy noise they stuck on it. Always irritated me. <laughs> so, so that's got to go. So, uh, "Homebound Train" gets gets tossed. Good song, but I would much rather have uh, "Love Is War." I love "Love Is War." Yeah. Yes. Yeah, see, you you want tough? Sorry. Lay your hands has to stay. Bad medicine has. Oh, living in sin. You could throw that out. Really? Yeah. Well, it's a good song, but I mean, if we're if we're if we're comparing it to "Love Is War" true. or to uh, yeah, true, or or to um, 
You know what? I would I would take let's make it baby over living in sin. Again, I love living in sin. I yeah. but we're, we're we're playing the game here. Uh, blood on blood has to stay. Homebound train's a great song, but if I got to throw stuff out, uh, uh, I'm taking. Uh, hmm, am I taking House of Fire or am I taking Diamond Ring? Does anybody find? Hmm, maybe. All right. Where, what what are you throwing out? If I had to on that album. I don't think people are going to like this, but probably Love for Sale. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, again, it, like the New Jersey album, it's hard to find a song that isn't good. I understand why you take Ride Cowboy Ride out, because, you know, it's a decent intro to stick to your guns, but it's a nothing song. You could easily put it, as you yeah, said, Love is War in for that. And, and, and that fake vinyl scratchy production sound they stuck on it is so irritating. It always reminded me of, uh, you know, when on the film Toy Story, when it turns to Woody and he's a cowboy. It, mm-hmm. always, it always reminded me of that for some reason. So, yeah, you could probably take that out. Uh, yeah, toss it. Throw it out. Goodbye. <laughs> what are your thoughts on 99 in the Shade? I like 99 mm-hmm. in the Shade. I like 99. Stick to your guns. No, 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 no. Stick to your guns has to be in there. Yeah. Written by Holly Knight, who I actually had a communication with yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. Yeah, you know what? It's it, it, Rye Cowboy Rye because of the way it's, it's put on the. Had it been a clean studio version without the nonsense, I would have kept it, but that's got to go. Living in Sin is. is it was them, I guess, trying to create a big ballad, but it, it just sort of comes off as, as a little too formulaic. So uh, I'm, I'm sticking in Love is War instead. There you go. I love I Love is War. Like how, how that never made New Jersey as well. As I said, that's another one that my brother like made me listen to because I never had it on any, obviously, albums or anything. And it just blew me away the first time I heard it. Fantastic song. Still is. Still is. I, I would I would really love to see Bon Jovi release an album of B sides, and I'll 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 even accept them re-recording these songs with the current band if that's yeah. how it you know I don't know how their contracts and how the legal stuff works I don't know if they can just release whatever they want to release but let's say they can't yeah. then I would live with with uh, re-records and if they can. Gather up 15 of these songs and throw them out there, my friends. Put a nice package together. You know, the 2020 album, because of COVID and all that, all delayed. So just take this stuff that's sitting around, stick it all on one CD, make a vinyl, you know, remaster everything, remix it, make everything sound equal, and let's just toss it out there. I think that fans would really dig that. I really do. Yeah. And the the Born to Be My Baby acoustic version is fantastic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, really, really good. I, it, you know, it's. I was saying I put on Twitter today. These days, it's twenty five years next month. <laughs> like imagine, <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine like the band. You know, while this is happening, you know, giving us like a one night only. I mean, I know Richie's not there and whatever else, but a one night only home performance of the songs. It, as you said, even if they're reworked. Just give us something at the moment while we're waiting for a new yeah. album. Yeah. And, and by the way, I don't understand why they delayed the album, and I don't understand why yeah. any artist delays the album. You've got a lot of people at home bored to tears 
who haven't had, especially us older folks who haven't had a chance to connect with music. You know, when you're a teenager and your door's locked and you don't want mom and dad to come in and you sit there and you listen to New Jersey ad nauseum and you learn every word and you know every wrinkle in the in, in the CD booklet or whatever, we don't have time for that now. Yeah. But now we do. So, you know, we're all stuck in, in this lockdown almost as if we were teenagers locked in our room so give me the music so and yeah. so many bands have delayed stuff and i'm just like why and and, and I've, I've talked to a couple of artists and they go well you know the manufacturing plants are closed so we can't get the cds made and it's like all right yeah. but that's not true for, with spotify or apple music yeah but some fans still like i go yeah me i like i like cds i, I don't subscribe to apple music i don't subscribe to spotify and i don't i, I never will uh, I like holding on to to the physical product, but I would wait. Yeah, you know, I, I, I put it out. Let us have it out there. Let us sit in our rooms, locked in with the headphones on, studying all the words and all the. Well, I mean, you can't look at the artwork, but you can stare at your screen, I guess, which is sort of yeah. <laughs> not as not as, <laughs> as as exciting. But let us do that. We have time, so we could actually enjoy these yeah. albums the way we did. 30 years ago and, and no, no oh, we're going to delay it yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that we haven't there's not going to be anything that we're going to get from them but hopefully with with them starting to use that Zoom and doing home performances hopefully they can give us something whether it's a greatest hit show or anything we just need something at the moment I think just to cheer yeah. us up a little bit yeah yeah, well, well, we'll see. I mean, the 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 lockdown in Quebec is essentially coming to an end on on June first, mm-hmm. so yeah. we'll see how that goes. I mean, yeah. um, our stores are now back to being open seven days a week. Uh, summer camps for kids are opening officially on June twentieth. Uh, hairdressers and dog grooming and all that opened yesterday. So slowly uh, but surely, we're getting there. Yeah, uh, and then of course we'll <laughs> we'll see what happens when everything spikes yeah. and everybody starts dying. That'll we'll, we'll probably be in lockdown by October, but whatever. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, so we'll wrap it up here, and as you said, hopefully we can do a part three. And uh, what I'd like to speak about is uh, the box set in full one day as well with you, because that's yeah. that's four or five albums worth of B sides, demos, unreleased tracks, and you know that's that's a whole different. That, that that's five albums just to talk about there so i'd like to get some thoughts on some songs that got released there and demos like always and someday i'll be saturday night and living on a prayer and things that we never heard before and as you said maybe speak about the live shows one day yeah i'd love to speak about the live shows going going to a bon jovi show is, is one of the greatest things that that a person can do and, and hopefully it gives you an opportunity to speak about that story just one more time for me my famous uh, Bon Jovi in Quebec story. <laughs> the best. I think fans. I think fans dug that story. Oh uh, yeah. It, it was the greatest story, and and the great thing about that venue, the Colisee Pepsi, which uh, which is now gone, replaced by a new building, um, is that that trick. And I think I mentioned it. That trick worked other times. <laughs> I, I did. I, there was a a White Snake Scorpions, uh, Dawkins show. And I, it was in 2003, I believe, and I did the exact same thing. I went, well, it worked once before, <laughs> drove up early, parked early, the black shorts, the black T-shirt, the whole roadie look. 
refused to speak French. You get up and they go, hey, qu'est-ce que tu fais? And you just go, uh, I'm looking for the bathroom, dude. They go, oh, I got to be with the band. I'm telling you. I got to go uh, into catering with uh, the Scorpion guys. Now, you know, I'm not a I'm not a jerk about it. I didn't go eat. I didn't. I might have taken a water, but I, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I was right there next to uh, Rudolf Schenker and then Klaus and <laughs> man, too bad we didn't have great cell phones back then. I would have <laughs> great pics. Yeah, imagine. But uh, uh, I got to watch. Uh, who was I? I got to watch. I think Dawkins. Drum tech assembled the kit, you know. <laughs> it was just like, Unbelievable. it's like, man, this this Quebec secure. And and remember, uh, this is post nine eleven. You you would like wow. like reasonably within like two or three years, you you would think there would be a heightened sense of security, yeah. and everybody would be, hey, who's this guy? He doesn't have a pass. <laughs> the pass was I looked like a roadie and I spoke English. That was the pass. It's crazy that honestly, like as you said, <laughs> the, the response to that story was just it was what I expected because I mean, as I said, that's a dream for every Bon Jovi fan to to have that type of experience. But you've done it at multiple shows. It's I know. Even like, I mean, I got I got to shake john bon jovi's hand and i i spent whatever it was 40 or 45 minutes talking to you mcdonald as if we were longtime friends you know unbelievable absolutely unbelievable party room <laughs> and it's funny because after i mentioned that show and, and people heard it i had a couple of people that i know here they go oh yeah 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 i was responsible for setting up the party room that was my wow. you know People in the industry that that work here and know me now, they're like, "Oh, hey, yeah, I was responsible for setting up the party room. They wanted seventy-five uh, what ladies with uh, champagne, and uh, you know, now I don't know if there was champagne. I don't remember if there was champagne, but but yeah, this guy was telling me, "Hey, I was responsible for setting that up. That that was my gig at the venue. I had to." So That's incredible, uh, absolutely incredible story. Oh, we love we love our Bon Jovi. Anyway, on that, uh, merci, Monsieur. Always a pleasure. Yeah, honestly, thanks very much for coming on for for the second one. Um, really appreciate, and I'm sure this one's going to get many views as well. Great. Well, if, if it can help, uh, anytime we talk Bon Jovi, and if you ever start a Def Leppard uh, podcast, I'm in too. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what yeah. I can do. <laughs> You know, Bon Jovi, listen, if you could take uh, you know Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, and White Snake and throw them on a bill next year. I'd be in heaven. Yeah, yeah. Never know. Def Leppard played with them in the summer, so you never know. Yeah, not here though. A yeah. UK. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we, uh, I think it was. We need a full American stadium tour with Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, and White Snake. Stranger things have happened. Never know. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Let's 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 hope. Fingers crossed. And, uh, Let's see what the Bon Jovi album is called next year. The, the the one good thing I'll say, and this is my little nastiness for the day, is uh, I hope if it does get released next year, they dream up of some new cover art because the cover art yes. yeah. was very ugh. Yeah, no, I, I, and, I'm completely in agreement with you there. And I'm not really sure about the, the title 2020. I mean, is it a reference to the year? Maybe. Is it a reference to 2020 vision, like looking back or like, I don't know. Just give it a name for yeah, crying out. I know. Oh, it's, it's, it all seems a little bit lazy and rushed in my eyes, but. Well, the cover and title does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Never know. Uh, Hopefully, we get. But anyway, something. let's let's celebrate the band. Let's let's uh, start a, an online petition for a Bon Jovi Def Leppard White Snake 2021. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. Uh, we can do that. All right. Thank you, sir. Mitch, thanks very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks.